Alright guys, it's Al Lover, and I'm back with the Elevated Transmissions podcast. And, um, yeah, had a little brief hiatus, put out a few episodes, and then kind of just let it slip by the wayside, which I regret doing, but um, it's a new year, and we're going to have a new concept for the podcast coming Coming back at you. This is the first one we're doing. Um, it's with Matt Jones of Castleface Records and the band Male Gaze. Um, the new concept is I just want to sit down with some people whose taste I admire, friends, um, whoever really, whoever I kind of feel just enjoys music um, and that I want to learn from. And uh, we're going to sit down talk some shit listen to a few songs um just kind of discuss the music and see what happens probably talk some politics and things like that um since it is a politically charged time right now and things are crazy which matt and i did in this interview which you will see um smoke a little weed just vibe out you know have a good time and um just try to make something interesting for you guys to listen to it's i'm gonna try to let it be unfiltered as possible meaning i'm not going to be editing too much in terms of the content and the discussion because i kind of just want it to flow naturally in my personal opinion i really enjoy freeform podcasts uh with all their mm, bumps and bruises along the way i think it's just an interesting way to listen to a conversation Uh, i really do admire really tightly edited podcasts and uh, well-produced stuff as well but uh, i think at this part in the game i kind of want to keep it loose uh, so i can just put them out there Uh, when i was doing the podcast initially with the uh, pet sounds compilation interviews uh, i was trying to go in an interview tighten stuff up maybe delete stuff out blah 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 make it sound cool but i really find that i just enjoy the free form of just the discussion so there's gonna be some editing in terms of you know what i'm putting in songs and intro outro stuff to that nature but for the most part i'm just gonna let it rock and this is a good example of that because matt and i just basically sat here got stoned and uh talked for a couple hours it it was cool it was really natural really fun um and i'm stoked on how it came out so i hope you guys enjoy it so uh this is matt jones with um castle face records and here are his 10 songs that he picked for us to discuss today hope you guys enjoy it michael test michael michael jafox michael jafox (laughs) A good man, Michael J. Fox. We lost him too soon. <laughs> I got Ringo Starr in the house. What's up? Hello. Hello, mate. All right. This tool's gone forever. Yeah, mate. Yeah, Some of them didn't make it. I don't think any of us made it. <laughs> Matt Jones, what's popping? Well, this joint isn't anymore. 
You sound a lot more distinct with the uh, English accent. Which accent are you talking about? That's pretty good, man. I do a lot of fucking hanging out by myself, making voices. Yeah, I all my accents always tend to end up just as a Jamaican, a shitty Jamaican accent. Jamaican me crazy. Yeah. You want to hear my favorite joke? Let's hear it. What do you call an unemployed Rastafarian? Huh? Jobless. Jobless. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Top ranking joke. What do you do when you see a spaceman? What? Park man. <laughs> That's my favorite joke. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. All right, dude. So, um, yeah, I think I had some sort of a format, but now I'm stoned. And <coughs> as my you best. should be, yeah. it's a beautiful day in San Francisco. I know that's one thing this city is good for. It's very pretty out here, and it's like uh, right now we're in the sunset, and it's gorgeous. When it's nice out here, it's different sparkles because it's always so gray. That view was like one of my like main inspirations for like yeah, all of the music I made. I just sit it's beautiful, man. Right there in that corner. Obviously, I you motherfuckers can't see I it. I could get lost up here. <laughs> yeah, I did. I lost like five or six years of my life up here. But look what you found. I know, man. It's pretty special. So, dude, what's going down, man? How are you? You're in town. I'm in town. San Francisco. I'm in town, too. We're, we're both in town. It's nice to be here. I miss yeah. this goddamn place. I've been back I for like... I don't... <laughs> You know, I like coming back. I like hanging out with everybody, but it gets worse every time. It's more uncomfortable. It's more of a pain. You know. By the I, way, I gotta set go an ahead, alarm go for the fucking meter. Oh, okay, I only got cool. Parking for an hour. You know what I mean? That's cool. We'll make it quick. <laughs> um, I don't want to hang out with you for that long. <laughs> so no, man. You know what it is? When I come back, it's uh, I feel weird with these headphones on. Yeah, I feel like I would want headphones too. I know. I don't think we have a splitter cable. No. N- no two cans. It's okay. all good. But you know what I like coming back here is I like being a tourist in the city and oh. not like obviously like you, you see the the politics and stuff like when you're here and you're just totally. like fuck. But it's also like for me, man, like just go like just being here and going to just go in the Presidio. Yeah. And just walk around the Presidio nice. is like it's I I pay more money than I'm worth for just to have that experience. California is a beautiful thing. I know. I think I'm moving to L.A. in uh, next year. It's a beautiful place. I love it, <laughs> dude. Though. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be in Texas right now. Like, it a lot of people are leaving. Yeah, Seth just came back. He <laughs> uh, you, you know Seth Sutton, right? Yeah, he uh, from um, from Useless Eater. Yeah, yeah. So like, he was in Europe for a while, wasn't he? Well, something. He, his his girlfriend's Swiss, and okay. so they're they're trying to get back to Berlin, I think, eventually. But uh, they were in Memphis, I guess, to save money or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, uh, Bren, Brendan was telling me he was like, "Dude, I here uh, speak speaking to the." Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you can adjust that too. Brendan's telling me he's like, oh, I spent all his money getting out there, and like flew out there to like you know write and like rehearse and shit, and like. Uh, <laughs> I got there and he's like, I'm moving back to San Francisco. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> In like a week. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Damn. But you know, for, good, good for him. It's better. I mean, yeah. I can understand. I wouldn't want to live in fucking Tennessee right now. No, it's, I, I mean, and I like. Well, I'm from I North like, Carolina. Like. I like, I like the area, man. I like a lot of the people, and it's like, 
And by the way, I mean, did you hear about like Eastern Tennessee, like Gatlinburg and yeah, Port? the uh, it's terrible. The fires are really going crazy over there. Have you ever been to that? The like, Smoky I'm, Mountains. That's big and where shit? I'm from. That's Asheville. It's so beautiful, Carolina. man. I yeah. lo- it's like one of my favorite parts of the country, and like it's me too. So, it's super sad. Yeah, my mom on. was telling me about that. They got a oh, uh, man. They got a house like kind of outside of Asheville in like Lake Lure area that's like kind of closer to south carolina but right. i don't think they're getting hit as hard but yeah like up it, eastern tennessee like dude, it's so yeah, sad it's tragic it's really tragic um, um but yeah i mean I, I guess i understand i could see i could see people maybe like being more comfortable in like nashville or like austin yeah but i don't know Asheville, North carolina is like that too it's like a little like liberal kind of yeah bubble. it's like an arts community totally yeah and like i mean I don't know. This like up and move ideas is like kind of morally weak too. You're like, eh, I'm gonna like run away from everything. It's like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of see both sides of it. Where you're like, you want to stick around and do what's right, but I just couldn't stand it here in San Francisco anymore. I mean, from my perspective, I'm just like, well, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, uh, I mean, it's LA like, it kind of makes sense too. It's like this is, this is a little city with like big city, like cultural significance sure and like all all these cool things but it's like not a big place you know and there's all these people trying to crowd into like the most beautiful place you know so it's like i understand why it's like out of control here yeah it's it is a shame but you know what i will say it was it's it was interesting for me to be here when it was happening because like i got here like 2008 i think yeah and so like i mean for me like the one thing uh, like being around what all you guys were doing out right. here during that time was super inspiring. Uh, we'll get into that a little more later once we actually give you a proper introduction. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, but being here during that time to see that influx and that change so drastically was like, like woke me up to some shit that I had never really, I knew was a thing, but I, I'd never acknowledged it really to the extent that I did after like just being in the midst of it. Right. And yeah, it was super eye opening, man. And uh definitely changed some of my views in terms of like how I see those types of things. Yeah. Which I feel very thankful for. Uh even, you know, however tragic it is that it's happening. Yeah. Uh, that's like a like at least like a positive light for me personally that I can see coming from this area. Totally. Well, I mean and it's like Positive, positive lights can come from anywhere. It's like you, you can. It's about community and having whatever yeah. kind of community you have where you are. It just sucks that everyone feels hunted. Yeah, it like, is. Uh, there's the, there's the kind of larger cultural wars, which is like, oh, shit, <laughs> we're stuck. We're stuck with this now. If you can hang out in the city, if you can have some interplay between people when it where it's not like that that's better that's what you want but it's like i feel like people are just like getting fucking amped up and crazed out about all sorts of shit and just being like on both sides of the equation it's getting weird like shit is getting weird like it's getting weird and i don't like it um there's an aspect of me that is is removed from it and maybe this is like a cynical like i don't even know maybe it's like some like crazy like buddhist meditational but it's just like seeing the the this like tragic comedy unfold it's dark and it is real dark man and it's like dude for me like with this trump thing like (coughs) it's kind of like there's an aspect of our country that it's like this is like some just desserts that it's tragic that it's come to this point but there's a lot of things that 
we haven't addressed social issues, totally. all these uh, economic issues, all these things. And it's like, this is like the, the bubbling up of the pus out of like the it's zit true. of America. It's true. And it's kind of crazy. It's so, really crazy. It's surreal to kind of, to observe. Yeah. The pimple metaphor is pretty apt, man. Yeah. <laughs> or like a, like a gangrene or some shit. You gangrene. Know yeah. Even better. Yeah. And that's, so I kind of look at it in that way, which is just, it's, you know, it's just weird. It's weird times. Yeah. No, strange, strange days have found us, but I don't know. I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost at this point. I'm just like watching it like this horrible movie and I'm like. Well, this is gonna go crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is the second act. This is when all the bad shit happens, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll <laughs> we will we will see. It's not looking very positive. I'm just holding my breath. It's not too catastrophic, but you know, there's there, there are people that just dream of horrible things to do all the time. There are seriously nefarious yeah. nefarious interests that work here. Like, and it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Well, you know, we've let's started, talk about music. We've started this off. <laughs> this is gonna be. This is maybe gonna be. you can edit this down if you. No, like. man, I kind of like it. It's too. It's cool. It's uh. I think that it's a good way to start off. This will start off. I think the year of 2017. Let's get the bad shit out of the way and get to the good shit. Let's try. Yeah. All right. I'm there. So Matt Jones. Same one. How you doing, man? Well, as we've been discussing, I'm hanging tough. You're hanging tough. I'm hanging tough give you a little intro or would you like to make a little intro what do you I think i never know what to say about right, myself I'll, I'll say something about you so this is matt jones uh from castle face records the band male gaze um living in la was in san francisco for for a while that's where i met you here yeah going to see the ocs and ty and all these bands you guys blasted canyons that was, like yeah. all this shit so for me personally that time like being here in this uh in San Francisco during that time when you guys were doing all that stuff was like a huge catalyst for me. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, I like sampled a bunch of these bands and like yeah. I was familiar with some of the garage stuff coming from Asheville, like Raining Sound and like some of right. the Tennessee stuff kind of was around when I was younger. It wasn't really as much my thing, but I knew about it and knew people in the scene and stuff. Um, but getting out here and seeing that around 2008, 2009 to like 2011 was just like it was yeah. amazing. Totally. It's an amazing thing, man. And uh I think that uh that was a real important thing for me. So it's a great it's great to have you here on this podcast to ring in the new year. All right, man. Well. Um so yeah, you wanna tell me what's going on with Castle Face a little bit? Just a little intro, like what's what you got? Man, well we we just debuted this uh once in future band track the other day and people really responded well to it, which is great because we think it's really fucking cool. It's like it's an incredible record, so fully formed in like this beautiful, like emotional headspace. Like, and in uh, one of the songs I picked is like, it's it just fucking got me. <laughs> like, you start listening to the words after. I mean, they're incredible musicians, and the whole thing is like very like well done. But it's like when you start digging deeper, it's like it just gets better and better. Yeah, man. So I. These are Oakland guys, right? Uh, yeah, and they've been kicking around for a bit. They're like studio cats, man. And they really like made a great sounding record. But I mean, watching them play, is, it's just joyful. Like they're really fucking good. <laughs> so, oh, it's incredible! It, like, it's really incredible. And like the songs are just like they're so well arranged. It's just like the emotional timbre is just like. I mean, I guess that's Joel that does all that. I don't know what. It, one way or another, they're they're just 
Amazing. So I'm really excited because we've been we've been working on this record for a while, and like um, all these, there, uh, you know, tragedy befell. Is Joel like fucking? Like I still don't know exactly what happened to his elbow, but he had to have surgery right away, and he had a cast. And Whoa! He like crushed his elbow somehow. Jesus! And so like we were gonna release the record in like October, September, or something like that, and we pushed it back. And now we, I mean, when you hear the song, you're like, oh yeah, this is like worth waiting on. Like we wanted to do it right, you know. And so he's been, I guess he's been back playing piano and doing the stuff. And they're gonna be able to play. They're playing in January at the chapel. I it's saw that. Yeah, yeah. What's cool. the date on that one? We'll look it up. We'll look it up. We'll add it in. Cool. Um, I think but, it's the 27th, maybe. Okay. But I, I gotta look. Cool. That and that's the record release. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, man. Like for me, it's great to see like. It's I love to see the like the pendulum swing. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like and I think that like for me kind of observing kind of what you guys were doing with like touching into the is that what is that sound? I, they're working on this house. Hopefully it's Sorry. not picking up. No, no, it's all good. But uh the pendulum swing to see like, you know, the castle face and like the OCs and these mm -hmm. bands like kind of take this kind of garage quote unquote punk and kind of swing it into the kraut territory totally. which is the prog territory we went Prague, dude. and then it's That's and it's coming back <laughs> and it's <laughs> i love it dude i love I know, it it's cool man it's, it's cool tough. maybe it's super nerdy maybe maybe all you know all the chicks are gonna stay home i don't think so. i don't think it's so, such man. A, it's such great music man. if you if you see like what's happening i think too like with the la stuff with some of the like what stones throw are doing and stuff and oh, kind man. of yeah they have, they put out so many things i've liked lately yeah and, and it's and it's getting into that area i think uh the other band that played that show where uh i played with once in future band recently was like you see the mild high club and they're uh -huh. kind of doing that jazzy totally. mellow thing i actually uh I DJed a show they played in London, and their uh, encore was uh, "My Life" or "The Sunshine," the Roy Ayers. My life, my life, my life, my life oh, in cool. the sunshine. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. And I was like, "Dude, I'm I, stoked." I, they're this, they're very yeah. they're also just like wicked musicians. Oh yeah, burning, man, burning it and out, it's really man. cool like, it's to cool. see that. Um, so it's a. Uh, Let's 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 play him the uh, the once in future band. Okay, cool. Let's tell me tell me those are tears of joy. Yeah, is the name of the track. So, yeah, so the song has like a, a rich like emotional like backdrop to this thing, and it just like made all the sense to me. And it was wild. I don't know. I've always this this has always been a forefront front runner in my heart. At this point, the song isn't out in the world, but I was so happy with how people re reacted to the first one. So. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it, people are gonna at like this it. point. At this point, it'll be like out and like we'll have been talk, talking yeah. about it and stuff. But it total masterful shit, man. <laughs> well, man. Um, all right, so this is the Once in Future band. Uh, tell me, those are tears of joy. Uh, that's coming out on Castle Face, uh, the twenty seventh of this month. Well, this month that it'll be. Yeah, I'm gonna look up that show too. Cool. <laughs> Secret as me. 
Once in Future Band, Once in Future Band, tell me those are tears of joy. Oh man, not for sorrow, not of sorrow for what's been destroyed. <laughs> it's just I wish so this good. Was a video, man, because the, the, the I, well, I was ch- I was clutching my chest. Yeah, that was that was that was tender. <laughs> it's um, a tender song. It man. is a tender song, man, and I I I do like this stuff, and and I used to listen to a lot of like kind of more like progressive jazz and like awesome jazz fusion like when i was uh doing more hip-hop stuff right like sampling because a lot of it makes sense yeah totally um and and then i kind of pushed it away for a while and now to hear it again kind of re-envisioned with this new kind of movement that's coming through with the prog and the avant-garde kind of weird weirdo jazz pop song whatever it is it's cool is uh it's cool to see man and i dig it and yeah that's a tender track I love the vocal. I love That's the compression on the vocals or whatever they're using. Masterful, right? Yeah. The whole thing. It's perfect. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like what what like what was it about these guys that made you wanna put out their record? Well, uh I mean not to give up too much of the process, but this thing kind of arrived fully formed. Like we'd talked to the talked to them a long time ago mm-hmm. and we were like, Yeah, this stuff's great, send us something and they showed up with that and was like, "Holy shit!" It's like picking your jaw up off the floor, sort of thing. Was so it like, was it all mastered and everything? They had it ready. Uh, kind of... They sent it to us before it was mastered, okay. but and we had John Gold master it, and he did a really good job. And the yeah, the, 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 the test press thing sound like really dynamic. It's cool. It's a, it's a fucking head heady record, man. Nice, it's gonna man. be a it's gonna be a banger, I think. And that's out um, January twenty seventh, the day after the show. So the show's on the twenty sixth at the chapel here in San Francisco. So there's that. 
Yeah, the Folk Yeah presents the you, Once and Future Band, the can, record release show. You can see them in person. In person, and they were amazing. And I gotta say, like following them, oh. especially with what what I do, was tough. Was <laughs> You're tough. Like, I was oh, like, oh no, because <laughs> oh. I had seen them once before at maybe like at um, I think they played uh, brick and mortar one show that yeah. I was DJing there. Okay, and I remember it being like wow, this is a lot different than everyone else on the bill. Like, yeah. this is kind of crazy. And then not really remembering who they were, I yeah. just kind of remembered, like, that vibe and the look of them and stuff. Right. Um, and they, you know, the bass player is, like, pretty, like, stands out in that crowd of, <laughs> dude, <laughs> of the scene. And <laughs> I mean, they all they all just murder it. Oh, like, dude, everybody everybody rips. It's, but there's the there's whole so vibe. fun to watch. The yeah. whole vibe is just, like, so groovy, and they're so in it, and just so tight. Yeah. But like really like the the vibe is so flowing and but it's like everything is exactly where it needs to be. It's and it's uh, amazing that these wizards walk among us. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I feel about it. I was like, "Holy shit, guys." When yeah. I met up for the first time, I'm like, "What the fuck? This is so cool." You fucking worship at the oh, grail man. of the proud oh, gods, dude. It's I mean, yeah, Phil they're a, they're a pleasure to listen to, man. I can't wait. I can't wait for people to vibe on this record, man. Cause cool, it's, man. It's good. Well, I can't wait to hear the whole thing. Yeah, what do we got next, man? What's next? Uh, I don't know. Uh, should we go for another Castleface Records release? Dude, pop that Just... Naked Lights track on. All right. So this is Naked Lights with new Carrion. Is mm -hmm. that how you pronounce it, Carrion? Carrion. What is that? Carrion is dead flesh. Ah. Yeah. The OC's got a record that's a Carrion, Carrion crawler. Yes. Crawling among the bodies. Carrion. <laughs> cool. So yeah, this is Naked Lights, uh new carrion.
So yeah, that was Naked Lights, New Carrion. Uh, that was uh, from, from the, On Nature. On Nature. On Castle Face Records. There you go. You and they're from Oakland, Oakland band. Another yeah. one. Um, I remember. So I I was looking at you guys as SoundCloud, and I remember it. This had come out. I can't remember if both tracks were on there, but I know Hedges was. Yeah. And I heard that. And I was There's like, There's a video what? for that that's pretty awesome, too. They did like a succession. This was another record where it's like, it showed up like fully formed and it was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, what a what a full, it's just really great, you know? So it was one of those things where it was obvious if we were just going to do it. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah, why good. not? It's there. Yeah. But, you know, like, for a while, like they weren't playing the first vocalist. Sorry, for a while they weren't it's playing the first vocalist moved to Hawaii. I don't know really what the circumstances were, but like then they got another vocalist. But uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if they're gonna be playing. I don't know. I hope. I hope so too. I always lo- I I try to lobby on their behalf, <laughs> as you should. Cause you got to be out there, get out in those, the streets, man. We they they played some shows like at the beginning of the Associates tour. So like last night, I should take my fucking bracelet off. Last you gotta night, represent, man. Got let it. Oh, it's official. The bracelets are off. Bracelets off. <laughs> but so the the tour kickoff show for this tour, uh, you know, started in L.A. and the, uh, Naked Lights. Naked Lights was there, Running was there, and they're they're my good buddies from Chicago, and I ended up like kind of following following their tour with my my band Male Gaze. Oh, cool! Um, like up the coast, so I like just hung out with all them. But like, uh, Naked Lights were on the first three shows, and they just destroyed it. They were so good. How long have they been around? Do you know? They. You know, I think it's been a couple years. I think okay. it's like two, three years or something. But like, man, everything they everything they they've done has just been so good. And yeah. So like, yeah, it was really a pleasure, like watching them play up close. That's cool, man. They were really, really something to behold. And yeah, and that you were kind of leading to that when the song was playing. You were talking about uh, seeing everyone developing so much, right? Out out of kind of like the scene and like and and you know like punk obviously like you get into it. Yeah, immature, like you, and it's and it's got the, those ideals or whatever, behind right? It to a degree, but like to see, for me personally, to see people develop in any way, right? Especially with like cool influences and understanding, like what, like to me is pleasing, right? Like obviously, because you know it's my opinion. I'm like, oh, I understand what these people like and why they like it and what they want to do with it, and they're turning it through their own like, uh like little filter in their mind and becoming Dude. just like well, and, and this I, new thing. Yeah, there's just see. a lot of mastery going on. It's what it seems like people are really yeah. like fully developing their ideas and I think that's great. Like it, it bears fruit. Like it's, I think there's like, it's, I mean, you know, that's what, it's what, what we have. We have to cherish the artist, artists and you know, yeah. people that are doing like really wild shit and like if you really go for it and you achieve this vision in this like perfect way like that's the most fun to listen to i think like oh, that's dude. i mean yeah. so in you know maybe i'm like a, a control freak apologist or like you know sometimes you, you give some people some leeway like to to like just go for something so completely you know what i mean oh yeah for sure but as you should you it know? just seems like around across the board a lot of people are just really stepping their game up man it's good it's good it's good to see man i feel like like i i always look at things in this weird kind of way but like and like like parallels it's of like to care 
it's of punk, course it's it is. It's punk to try. Of course <laughs> it is. No, I think, and I think that's a good thing. Like, you can only have so many bands that sound like the goddamn Ramones until you're like, oh, or well, insert X band here. You know, it's like exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Here's your standard reference point band copycat it. Right. And and people do that when they right. start because that's the way as like an artist or a musician you kind of have a reference point right. but then once you develop and you kind of let that reference point whether you want to let it go or you want to keep it and then find it this new avenue is right. really where the like magic starts to happen you totally. know totally. and you know you start to get in like oh let's, let me see these two different opposing reference points and put them together and see what happens or like you know you start experimenting with like these different ideas and it and yeah, this and you keep playing, you keep playing live, and shit starts to work. And totally, it's not it's not really like a, a big secret that it's happening now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, yeah. and, a, and a, it's it's really cool to be around and see. I think music is. I guess it's is it always in, this interesting? Because it seems like it might be always this interesting, but it, yeah, it just depends well, on. And there's there's I mean, it's a big world, and there's a yeah. lot of people doing a lot of different stuff. But like you know. It's, well, it's at least it's nice to, it's nice to just look around and see like the people you know that have been doing music for a while like doing it really well yeah. like i feel like a lot of people are just shining get hitting their hitting their stride do you think how much do you think that has to do with the internet right now in terms of like everything i mean that everything's sped up and yeah. that like you know yeah for sure because like I don't know. You can talk about like the the, the lifespan of a band, but usually like three three years is pretty long. Yeah, <laughs> you no know shit. what I mean. Totally, totally. But it, it's it's just nice, you know, that people have the opportunity to talk about it, and you know, like just get like it that's out kind there. that's kind of what Castleface Castle is like. It's like it's nice to be able to show that there's people doing cool stuff, and yeah. that that's you know, it doesn't all have to be like one kind of thing, but like. I don't know. These are just really like fully formed examples that we've been working with, you know, with these two guys. So I didn't mean to like steer at all castle face all the time. No, no, but, no. I, uh, uh, I'm actually glad to have a couple on here. Cause you know, we just talk about the label and stuff. And for yeah. me, I mean, like I said, again, being here throughout that time, which I thought was like, I was like, for me in my mind, it's like, I was like, I could have been in on the Bowery in the seventies, like yeah. seeing these shows, like going to see the OCs with like, uh, oh, man. And they at were the Eagle so and shit. Night. And like, <laughs> see, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of vibe. Like yeah. I was like, that is an incredibly important time in musical history for me. Totally. I'm over romanticizing it to a degree, but I, it was important I, to me too, man. I know. I'm, I, I'm, I I'm right there uh, with you. But you know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame it hasn't exactly been blowing up the phone. I'll tell you, I'll put it that way. <laughs> like it's like, I you know a little pe- early in the game. It's a little early in the game. Like must <laughs> you know? I wish I wish people were blowing it up a little yeah. more. You know, but it's like whatever. <laughs> well, I think you guys are doing a great job. Uh, and so thank you so much for your services and to uh, the we, history, we do our the, best. the future Hall of Fame of Rock and Roll. <laughs> yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The exactly. once and future Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ooh. Once and future deserves to be in there, man. Those guys are that great. shit. They'll be right there with fucking uh, goddamn Steely Dan or some shit. Dude, let's listen to the uh, Lamento. All right, let's take it to... Uh, is this guy from L.A.? Is yeah, he from L.A.? So, as, as far as I understand it, what he did was he took like all these cool like old Mexican songs like from the neighborhood, like 50s and 60s songs, which were awesome to begin with, mm-hmm. and he plays them all on an Oberheim. I don't know if it's an Oberheim organ or if it's a synth, because mm-hmm. I know they made an OB3. I, I never found out which model it is, but ostensibly, 
uh, it's all in the same Oberheim, and you can hear the whole album kind of ha- has the same vibe. Like he just kind of sat down and just started playing yeah. all these awesome songs. But it's like it's a really cool tribute. It's very like relaxing. I'm kind of like I'm a big. Oh, it's f- the most relaxing. It's super. It's super relaxing. But like I'm I'm like switched on backrack. Have you ever heard that? Uh, switched on Bacharach? Yeah. So it's like the switched on Bach, but they take Burt Bacharach, Burt Bacharach. arrangements. But, yeah, and his songs are like, you know, so lilting and, you know, it's like... Oh, yeah. I, I really mean, like his that kind of like soul, style. Like Burt Bacharach, Burt Bacharach, whatever. I can't remember if it's Burt or Burke. He, Burt. 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 Bacharach. Bacharach. His soul arrangements, whenever, like, you know, I'm a big soul 45 dude, so, uh, like, I, I tend to, every time, I'm like a Burt Bacharach arrangement or production or whatever, I usually am listening to the record and be like, man, this record is fucking incredible. I right. look down and there's names down, on it. Burt Bacharach. Yeah. So yeah, I, I brought it up because it's kind of, it, it's kind of like elevator music-y a little very bit. elevator. But yeah. like the ele- elevator. the elevator vibe, like I can put this record on repeat, like, and Dude. just listen to the whole thing over and over again. And it's just like organs doing these beautiful, beautiful songs. Dude, like, it's LA elevator. And it's elevator. Yeah. Elevator music. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Good one, uh, L.A. Vader, man. Yeah, no, it's dope, man. I like it. I like so, it. So yeah, let's it's yeah, yeah. Th- so bit. let's let's give him the shout out. This is Frankie Reyes and uh, Lamento Borinacano. Borincano. Borincano. Lamento Borincano. I don't know. I, I listened to the original, and the original is quite nice yeah? too. Right. But uh, this, it's. I mean, the vibe is so good. And yeah, this is out on Stone's Throw Records right now. So, uh, killing it. it out.
talking about uh talking dimples sorry. yeah we're talking dimples here we're talking uh is dimples is it open we're gonna find out let's hope so um so yeah that was uh that was frankie reyes with lamento barincano barincano man i'm really stoned i'm trying to read yeah. different languages it's okay i'm trying we're both white we can get there dude i'm, I'm trying to get there right. I, you know i really regret i'm working on spanish it's hard to do it all the time, but I, yeah. I work on it. I wish I would have paid attention more because they taught it in elementary school and all through middle school. And oh, I was like, shit. yeah, and I, I never had any classes or nothing on Spanish. Yeah, we had classes uh, since I was in elementary school. And I and I just, you know, I just never paid attention to school regardless. Right, right. You can't ask me to do division now. It's <laughs> fucking speaking Spanish. Dude. <laughs> You're like, long division's going to take a second. It's going to take a long motherfucking <laughs> time. But yeah, man, I love that track. I, it's It's like, it's, it's like elevator so music on the moon type of vibe, uh-huh, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like, and it does harken back to those like switched on Bach and like those early synthesizer. Uh, what is uh, um, my favorite? What's uh, his name? Wendy Carlos. Wendy Carlos and uh, who else? It was like uh, Dick Hyman. Mm-hmm. Dick Hyman's great. Yeah, and um, great oh, name too. Yeah, I mean, come on, perfect name. Uh, the guy what that, else? Uh, I'm trying to think of the guy. Christopher Scott's the guy that did Switched on Bacharach. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, Wendy Carlos did the original uh, Switched on Bach as mm-hmm. when and she then was Walter like, Carlos. There was later later on, like, uh, there was like a, there was a couple in the series. There was like, a lot. There was like Switched on Country, Switched on Soul. Switched well, on, like, but I mean, just Wendy did like, uh, okay, gotcha, like gotcha, a gotcha. second or third. Or they it, there was like a couple of records like of the same sort of stuff like old Vivaldi and shit yeah yeah was, they're all great but I then ha- they took it and just ran with it like the label just or whoever did just like ran well with yeah it, on, well it became a they yeah they, it was a novelty thing and yeah, so yeah. like everyone was like everyone with a mug was like let's make novelty records you know like exactly. switched on everything but dude switched there's some really good switched on country records like I've never Wichita Lineman brings a fucking tear to my eye like Word? every time I hear it dude it's a, it's a really good one I would have put good. it on there i only got it on record i think yeah uh, i bet it's on the on the youtube it's a good one we it's, can do it for another podcast yeah another another time look yeah. that one up yeah what was the one dude um that did the uh the satanic um the satanic synth record it was oh uh you know what i hate hey, hey hagen Bruce Hack, that's what it was. I don't, I don't have that. You know, that's I used the, to have that's that one record. Like the fucking gaps, like I haven't checked that one out. Like Electric Lucifer, I know it's on the list. I used to have that record. I found it in a thrift store when I was like, oh, maybe man. eighteen, nineteen, and just got it because I was like getting into collecting records. And I got it, and I was like, this is really cool and weird. And I put it on, but I had no idea about the context of that music at all. Right. And kind of was just like, well, this is kind of like weird. Like, not really like is it cool? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, <laughs> then I put it back and it was just in my, uh, you know, record bins forever. And then I remember when I was moving to San Francisco, I had a big record sale and someone picked it out. And I just like, I remember seeing it, like yeah. they were buying it and being like, Oh, I remember that record. And then kind of being like a couple years later being like, Oh. <laughs> oh, I should have kept that. Yeah, that was a regrettable one. Dude, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Wendy Carlos did Tron. Did yeah, like she The did, Shining uh, with Rachel. Some that's a really good song. Clockwork Orange too. And right? Clockwork yeah. Orange. Yeah, and that was you know mostly like Beethoven stuff. And, yeah. Well, but there was original compositions in there too. Among Killer. I mean, she had Killer a stuff. crazy career. Like yeah, totally. 
Yeah, what a what a I have I have like an old like instructional or like timbre like fucking talking record that she did that's so cool. <laughs> like Whoa. she's just talking about like when we were working on the brass for this this the thing, you know, she's like the timbre notice the you know, the gate of this version is a little different like she's very academic. It's very cool. <laughs> I listen to it sometimes it's very relaxing. That's awesome. <laughs> have you have you seen that Adult Swim just put out this like mini it's like a short fifteen minute thing and it's like the three so it's like they'd make fun of like Marauder, Wendy oh, Carlos. Yeah. Yes. It was great. It was like the uh, Wizards of the, Synthesis yeah. or something. Oh my god. That that's what I want my living room to look like, man. <laughs> it's a fucking synth off. Like power crystals and power shit. Power crystals, hell yeah. I gotta watch that again. I don't remember how it ends. It's, I, uh, it's I was laughing my ass off the entire time though. They really killed it. Yeah, that's one of the best things I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um. Well, all right. Speaking of uh, synthesizers and oscillators, maybe we should do Silver Apples next. Silver Apples. So give it up to the man, the oh, myth, man. the legend, Simeon. What a beast! He's a total beast, man. He's, you did some shows with him too, right? Uh, I've d I DJ'd a show. Yeah, I don't know what's up with this damn bug. That's it's okay. Me. I'll try and catch it. All right, we'll we'll get that motherfucker. It's nothing like radio for radio, like catching bugs. Yeah, stoned as hell, <laughs> smack in the air. Yeah. Um. So yes, Silver Apples. Uh, I DJ'd a show, and then he played Levitation one year. Then that's the first time I had ever seen him live. Cool. And uh, I, yeah, I was just like blown away yeah oh I, man he's so cool <laughs> i remember the first time i heard about them was like i was working in a coffee shop and this girl was working there and her and this guy i was new to the coffee shop and her and this guy had this record relationship thing because mm -hmm. like she was in a band and they would nerd out about records anytime and she was talking about oh yeah i got that silver apples track and like the first one and uh i had never heard of it and oh just, man it's a classic John oh. Lennon was a fan. It's like oh, it's sixty-seven. Uh, yeah, man. That first record. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> and like that's like the it's first. It's so beautiful and witchy and like. It's so oh, it's, weird. It's so good. And like the fact that like he like just kind of knows how to play that and like he yeah. never really like learned like actual like playing like normal instruments or Dude. whatever. From what I understand. Uh, I consider oscillators instruments, man. Oh, I do too. Don't be so like. <laughs> don't be such a traditionalist don't be bro. such a traditionalist Gee. man there's so much space between the notes bro that's been my favorite thing is the pitch lately man dude the, i pitch, like, I pitch shift everything pitch. everything yeah. in my life is tuned into something else that's so cool and you man. know what why does it gotta be yeah, everyone man. in the same room has <laughs> gotta be in tune you know what i mean grateful dead were never in tune uh no, yeah I'm just they, I'm just, they that tuned pretty well that was a joke <laughs> Those guys, man, they, they must have been a. I, I mean, I kind of, uh, in a sense, like we were talking about, like masterful bands, and it's like, mm -hmm. I guess that is a San Francisco tradition because that's totally their vibe. It's I like, know. It's fucking. It's funny you, you forget about that. Multi pronged you know? attack. I never forget about the dead, man. I listen to them all the time. I didn't put any dead on here? No, dead. I hated the dead, man. It's easy to hate. But. I will say that I will it's give context. It's, it's hating hippies and the fucking government's trying to get you to do that. So you, you need to embrace the dead for that reason only. Well, and I have, and I have. But, I, you know, I grew up in Asheville, which is like a right. huge deadhead Totally. Town. Like, <laughs> did a lot of acid I when I was a kid. It. Totally. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, these dead would come through all the time. Warren dude. Haynes Christmas jam type oh, shit and, like, all that okay, jam band it. shit was yeah. huge. I'm sure. So yeah. I hated the dead because of the fans. Right. And because I was, like, skate punk 
hip hop kid, you know? Yeah, so you right, right, right. So you're like, well, people. of course, yeah. yeah. You're like this weak ass shit. Yeah. But it's like it, for being like this kind of cutesy, like little folk band, like that, that's pretty fucking rewarding to listen to. Oh man, they have so much great shit. So no, it's dude. Like, it was American Beauty. It was just like, okay, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I'm sold. And American my dad Beauty's was always a fucking big, masterpiece. A big fan. Yeah, Working um, Man's Dead's really fucking working, good. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm not real uh, Anthem of the Sun fan. That record's super fucking. I haven't really listened to that one that much. I got the first one. That one's dead. The more where it's a little more hard edge kind of like oh and the first one's great blues, too blues yeah stuff, yeah i really like the first one a lot my buddy recently was like he's a tattoo artist in um in Asheville, north carolina shout out danny reed hot stuff tattoo what, what? he was like man you bring me a uh a terabyte hard drive i'll give you the vault <laughs> and i was like i was like dude some of the live recordings are epic man he went in and and he's like old punk dude too like he was in hardcore bands and shit and like he was like and now he's like you know he's embracing at like like we all are like as you grow you just yeah. in, you start to be like what is the pretension of my ignorance right. you know what i'm saying i'm just like i like so much shit that i would have never liked when i was younger and i'm right. so glad because you I were like some up. weird purist or something yeah. you're like it's uh, it's punk or nothing and yeah. like preferably before 85 so yeah. fuck you <laughs> you know it's like come on man yeah, um, expand your horizons, man. So, speaking of s- expanding our horizons, I don't know how we got to the dead with uh, Silver Apples, but we're gonna do uh, Silver Apples. I have known love off their. Uh, it's the, from their second, second record, record that was like to- had to be totally shelved. That they, they basically had a catastrophe because they put a Pan Am record on the cover. Pan Am threw the pants off of them. They had to pull them all off the shelves Whoa, and really? shit. I didn't know that. It like killed their career. Damn. Yes, so it's sort of a cursed record. However, Say this no song brands. "I Have Known Love" is is just a beautiful song, and um, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Let's do it. I 
Silver Apples. The I've known love from the second record, Contact. The grooviest man, and yeah. it's, it's the drums, the, the the whole thing together. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's like undeniable. A, it's like watching a séance, man. It's spiritual. <laughs> it's like in a weird way. And like the one conversation I had with Simeon when I I I got the I had the extreme pleasure of opening for him at the chapel with just synths. You know, I saw like, that you played that man. Yeah, I bet that was my Freiburg, my my solo synth stuff is it's, it's a little weird, but it was a fun Freiburg? show. Freiburg, yeah. I love it, man. I love uh, that show we played in, uh, where did we play? Milk at, at Bar. Milk Bar, yeah, yeah. That was fun. No, completely, completely. Um, when when I was talking to him, he he was like talking with one of this dude, you know, one of the he guys talked on back the tour. Him. Sorry, he was talking with one of the guys on the tour about like, uh, you know, mixing in new songs and the old songs and all this stuff. And he was talking about, not I Have Known Love, but... Um, oscillations mm-hmm. and i was like man i've always thought of that song as like a weird like prayerful like spiritual thing i had this total moment with it sounds like it and he was like yeah that's, that's kind of what i meant it to be and i was like oh my god like it was it was a you very special it. thing <laughs> no man you can hear it and, and oh man it's it's totally like life affirming like the dance of it is very joyous like I feel like it's good it's good that people are getting back into music that makes you move around because like movement movement and community like this like I mean that's that's my kind of church too like I can't I've never had any sort of community like I've had with like music and when music's loud and everyone moves you know it's like so when oh, you, you have an op- deep house in no time but yeah but i mean when you when you have when you have you know this communion of this type like i feel like uh, you know us rock and rollers at least forget people want to dance man and that's and 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 i and i i don't think people forget it but there's just like a different approach and that right. to me was the thing about like rave culture like you know coming from the, like it wouldn't exist without this right you know rave culture wouldn't exist without this and the german guys and all those people you gotta uh, I, yeah, I, I just have to uh, extend the thing because I'm worried about getting a ticket. That's all. 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, uh, but let, let, let's finish. Let's finish this thought. Though. All right, cool. So you know the rave culture thing. Like I wasn't really as into as much, uh, but you know, growing up skateboarding in the '90s and shit, like we would go to raves and totally. take ecstasy and all that stuff. So it was like a, a it's common best, thing. Best party going, man. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I still do that when I go tour. Yeah, yeah there like, you go. <laughs> it's like we play the show and they're like, oh yeah, we got the outdoor like 6 a.m. rave in the yeah. middle of a field forever. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> all these hot girls. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Who cares? Let's fucking do it yeah and uh, um and to me for that that especially with music like this that is like this very repetitive really like right droney and like you know there you're a lot of times you're not set in a key like there's there is a lot of these like kind of like weird tones that are not really fitting on the like the scale and they're there are portamentos sliding between notes yeah yeah, usually yeah that are stepped out there's all these things yeah, yeah and so it creates this weird like out of the box kind of thing but within like so you get all these go you're going all these different ways but there's that beat that just keeps you there right so it's like it's like this it it's the recipe for like transcendental kind of experiences mm -hmm. in that in that environment and it's very tribal with the dancing and like and and the communion and all this stuff and i think it is something that's really important uh in terms of you're saying like you know like this is a church or like you know the the culture of music is that it is, That's you know, true. it's a very spiritual thing for me personally. Totally. Um, and I don't talk about spirituality very often, but hey, there it is. We're stoned up in San Francisco, man. Fuck yeah, man. Just talking to silver apples. Talking about silver apples and moving <laughs> your body. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, this Kamaya song, dude, that's, there's speaking a song, speaking about Bay Area yeah. and moving around. Have you heard this shit? The track just, is this hot. Is the first, this is the first that I had heard it. Oh, man, how does it feel to be rich? <laughs> it's a jam. It's a sick jam. She's got flow, too. Like, her word sounds That's are great. It's really love good. The, um, I heard it on KML when I was here. Like, I was crossing the Bay Bridge, and I just had KML on it. came on, I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, this song is fucking fire. It's good, man. So, yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, Kamaya, how does it feel? Um, she's from Oakland, uh, Big Money Gang. And uh, let's check it out. The little rap music for y'all. So good. Never change on my folks, you know how boys is. Got them things for the low. Why full of straight swings with your legs on the hole? All this money in the world, it's a shame to go broke. Everybody got dreams, I'm just aiming too low. If fame is the goal, we can't get along. I aim to be paid, I aim to be great. Every day, all day, young and swing in my braids. Pop champagne till it breaks. Fall our ways till we can. To the grave, we'll be rich. We were made to be this. Back and praise with a gift that just can't be dismissed. It's Kamaya, oh shit, please retire, high girl set the city on fire, I've been broke all my life, now I wonder, how does it feel to be rich, how does it feel to be rich, oh, I done worked all my life, now I wonder, how does it feel to just live, how does it feel to just live, oh, everybody want money, want the fame and the clothes, everybody losing friends, people change when they grow. And I came for the throne Told them once, told them twice This is ain't what they want 
weed and they hate on the low. Then face all you know, your face gotta go. I aim for a change, you stagnant the same every day, all day. Youngest swing in my chain. Drink champagne till I came. Start the waves that you take, still I swag in our name. But you can't be the game, for I'm whist when we swing. BMG do our thing. It's Kamaya. Please retire. Hot girl, set the city on fire. Shoutouts to the white wine spritz. Spritz life. Spritz life. Spritz life, dude. It was the summer of the spritz. You know what it is now? It's spritz life. I don't care. It's it's not just a summer drink no more, man. This is for all seasons. All seasons everywhere. White wine is for all seasons. So that's some uh that's some spritz life music right there, dude. That is some feel good that's a feel I good love track, that man. Song. I just I love I love Bay Area hip hop so much, and I have for a long time. Like there's from some good people, there's some good people, man. I just remember like the first time I heard E40. I know, and just I was being just thinking like of E40. What? He's a national. He's like a. He's, he's like a, a local treasure. treasure. <laughs> he's a national treasure yeah. too. But like, I lo- I love E40. Earl man. Stevens Reserve. You fuck with <laughs> Earl Stevens Reserve? What? No, I don't know Earl Stevens Reserve. Dude, it's his wine. Oh fuck! Yeah, I have to check that out, dude. So the first time. Oh I had- man. <laughs> The first time I heard of Earl Stevens Reserve, uh, I was chilling, um, and uh, my buddy, I was hanging out with, uh, you know Juan Waters? You know that guy from New York? So he was in town, and we were hanging out, and uh, my buddy Jerry comes through, and he's like, I got this bottle of wine. You guys want to go drink the wine in the park? We're like, sure. And he's like, you know about this? He's like, Earl Stevens Reserve? I was like, no, no, no. He's like, dude, this is E-40's wine. And I was like... I didn't even know he had one. That's and so cool. Dude, function, the Function Red Blend. Was the- <laughs> and it was good. Oh, my it God. It was good, dude. It was pretty 40 good. water. I'm coming for it, man. Yeah, that 40 water. I don't know about I don't know. That's like malt liquor, man. I can't really malt liquor at this point in the game. But- oh, boy. To He's e- a G-man. To yeah. E-40, man. Let's give a, let's give a to cheers E40 to E-40 and the, and the East Bay reppin'. Vallejo. Go dubs, but yeah, man. So let's talk about that track a little though, because um, had you you had, you just heard this on the radio? It I heard it on the radio. Randomly. Yeah, I'd never heard it until you uh, until you um, brought it to my attention. But um, it does have that really dope. I, that's what the one thing I liked about, especially like East Bay hip hop, mm-hmm. a lot is just so. Mel- it's like there's the mellow aspect to it. It's groovy as fuck. It's a Cali thing, baby. I know, man. Keep and, it Cali. And you got all those like vintage synth sounds, and you got like it's almost like the the hook oh yeah is the like horns a, in the back are so sick, man. The chorus is epic. The like, chorus really sounds like song. a like almost like a freestyle like Sheila E kind of sounding beat, like or like yeah. early like uh, Janet Jackson style. It's a cru- it's shit. a it's a cruiser, man. I yeah, like that it song is a, a lot. That's uh um 
it's a good representation of East Bay hip hop, and I'm very appreciative of that track. Hey. I'm glad to know it. I'm gonna rock it uh, from now on. Maybe want to do a little DJ set coming up. A little DJ set. Little DJ set. Throw it in the set, bro. In the mix. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think? Uh, you want to do next? Uh, well, uh, we could talk about the coming winter. Which I feel like we've already touched on, because that's what Nico is in there for. Only Should we just go Nico? Let's go Nico. Let's just get for the wi- for the winter. Yes. Yeah, so in the w- w- when the days become short and cold, I always turn to Nico to hearken winter, bring it, bring it to bring it in. Guys, we got uh, like Werner Herzog in the building, as if as if. Perhaps greeting the fog and the chill. I, I, I love Nico <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, this I remember when I first got into her. This was one of the tracks that really got me. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, so it's the track is it no one like, is it there. It sounds like the wind dancing with the rain or something. You know, it's like this this like very elemental shit. Oh yeah. And it's like it, and you're kind of watching it from the window. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cold inside because you don't have really good uh, right. in- insulation. Right. And you can feel that cold out there. It's kind of like tr- the water's kind of leaking through the window a little bit. Yeah. It's, uh yeah, this one really got me. And so the track is No One Is There. And it's from, from the Marble. The, from the Incredible Marble Index. That uh, The first album she did after Chelsea Girl, which was obviously sort of like a record company creation and yeah. all this stuff. Though it's amazing and I love it, but that's more like an autumn record. Did she work with Kale on that one? I think On Chelsea Girls? I, th- I, I feel I, like he was. I thought that everybody from, it was just like in the same sessions as the Velvet Underground and Nico sessions. So it was like. That makes sense. Kale and Morrison and, th- and Lou Reed's all over mm-hmm. it. Like, But like, I, I mean, I think that that's only in like some of this stuff like most of the stuff was like i thought it was jackson brown right it was 15 year old jackson brown isn't that the legend i did not know that i mean i know wrote, that she, she recorded uh the, these, these days, days which is yeah my other favorite song of all time like but that's an autumn song that's an autumn song that whole album is incredible but it's very it's, it's very soft and warm and it feels like when you when you are going progressively through your career the marble index is like the, the cold the, the winter is here yeah. the cold the cold is here and it's fucking sad <laughs> and it's dark and fucked up like the video she made for the last song on the record is out of control they did it at Iggy it. Pop's house it's like an old like 16 millimeter like promo reel it's so cool is so, that on YouTube? I think it is yeah I'll check it out uh, but it's like you know, she, she was obviously getting really pretty fucked up on heroin, and like, you yeah. know, they're oh, they're out there like think? they're 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 like out there burning crosses in the Michigan landscape. It's just like super dark. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she was a she was a weird one. God bless her soul. Oh yeah, no, she's the queen of darkness. And I mean, you know, obviously, like, she said some horrible things about people. She seems like she was a terrible parent. <laughs> like she she uh, there's there's obviously a lot to say about Nico that's bad, but I can't, I mean you can I say can't that about it. a lot of her her music like st- speaks to me. Yeah. No, and, and I think you can say that about a lot of people. I you I know. still listen to Michael Jackson. I still listen to Chuck Berry. I mean, exactly. I'm not going to yeah. in a way like 
uh, in a way, it's weird. It's kind of tough to like judge people by their shit. I mean, I like George W. Bush's paintings. <laughs> you know, I don't like the guy, but his paintings, there's something weird and magical about them. I've seen like, some of his paintings. Do you and know what I'm saying? Tight. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, how do you how do you separate a person from the stuff? Well, it turns out like I still listen to. I mean, I'm not gonna like listen to Gary Glitter the same way, but I still yeah, appreciate yeah. him for what he is. And I, I think that is a thing. Like, it's, I'm not trying to be an apologist, but like, I don't think there's anything <laughs> apologist about it. I think it's just that these people, throughout whatever their flaws are, they made some good music, and you can appreciate the music and just think, oh yeah, they're shitty people, but totally, the music's fucking good, man. The music's good. The music's good. What are you gonna do, man? I, I don't know. Nico, Nico has has some deep, sad beauty to her. She's like, and she's like the four, the four. Queen of goth, like the, oh, yeah. the goth, like sprung from this well. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think you know, and like the shit that she was doing, that Iggy Pop was doing at the time. Oh my god, it's like the fucking creation of so many things. It's you can't you can't pimpoint how vast it is. Oh, it's it's some of the most important shit for me on this planet because right. I mean, with with music and and where it came from and and trying to some degree understand where it came from right and and appreciate that like th- this th- like this moment in time like you know like new york in the 70s right. like london in the 70s well, like and the manchester fu- and the fallout the- from each of those things is i mean it sounded like nika landed pretty hard and she she was you know her solo career afterwards was like plagued with problems and like th- low audiences and like nobody gave a shit but it's like some of the most beautiful sad music I can think of. I mean, we'll and it, it, winter winter is here. You know, it's, uh, they so say winter is coming. It's here. All right, and uh, no one is there. Hopefully, it's not a nuclear winter, y'all. Parody. 
It's winter and some things will die. Yeah. (laughs) It's about to be a harsh reality. This is a a very metaphorical podcast. Uh, These are good selections, I think. You asked me to put it together and this is what came up. And that's, and that's why I I like, I kind of, you know, I kind of came up with this concept. I was actually stoned trying to fit a a piece of container into a bag. (laughs) And I came up with the concept to like, just be like, why don't I just ask people to like, what are they feeling right now? Just like right. today. What are your 10 favorite songs today? Because that could change tomorrow, you know? And it oh, will. It's probably. good that they change. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. And, and I think to have something like that, because like, you know, to see the metaphor of this song with kind of what's going on and being able to see art in that way and apply it uh, on an individual level... Yeah. And kind of, you know, maybe you're because you're going through some emotions for whatever reason in your life. You're like you gravitate towards this type of music or maybe this specific song or anything Truly. like that. And how that kind of changes and interplays as life goes on is just like a really is an interesting thing to me. Um, I don't know. I think I'm stoned. I think we're all stoned. I think we all should be. Hey, man. What's up? It's legal. It's <laughs> one of the reasons it's I'm moving back to here, California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Fuck the dumb shit. I smoke, I smoke weed in Texas, like I'm in California still, and people are like, "What are you doing, bro?" And I'm like, "It's weed. What are you talking I'm about?" Already you talking? It's culture warriors go home. Uh, it's, it's I, I, I just can't. It's even I mean, consider why it's it's still illegal at this point, and. You know, I'd really like to have a conversation with someone who really feels like it shouldn't be legal. They work for pharmaceutical companies. Oh I'm yeah, sure they they, I'm sure they don't want to talk to you about it. <laughs> uh, well, the point is, the point is is that there's too much money in, in keeping it down, or certain course. people certain people profit more from things being illegal. Of course, and so you you have people pushing the scales on both sides of it because they're lobbying. <laughs> they're lobbying one way or another. And they make money from it. It's a, it's like not rocket science. But I'm saying <laughs> no, what I, what not. I was what I was saying more about is like someone like Middle America that just might not even may may have that understanding or may not, but maybe for like ethical reasons or moral reasons or religious reasons or whatever wants to be like, well, blah blah blah. This is the re-. and it's just like 
let's just, I mean, let's, which let's, religion bans weed? Well, I mean, I would say that a, a Christian, like a Christian conservative value system, would not. Would yeah. not apply weed into their like because uh, they sold you on alcohol being better. Well, of course, you know why. <laughs> it's white people selling this shit, man. That's why. Well, I mean, it also it also comes down like like the history of weed becoming illegal, right? Because they wanted to vilify the Mexicans in the thirties, forties, fifties, and there was someone that, and there was great interest in in banning hemp. You know what I'm saying? Totally, totally. So they use those, and uh, the, you know the plastics people probably got behind it. I mean, there's well, there's William so- William Randolph Hearst had a good, big thing to do with it, from what oh, I understand. Yeah. That asshole. Yeah. You ever see Citizen and he, Kane? Yeah, That's a good and he one. ran the propaganda <laughs> to say that like blacks and Latinos were doing yep. this fucked up shit, totally. criminalizing uh, hemp- cocaine and heroin in the process, all of which were legal at the time. Well, yeah. if only heroin was still legal. It's basically legal. They've oh, been... it's completely legal. <laughs> and have... it's killing most everybody. Just say nope to Oops, man. Just say nope to Oops. I've had a couple buddies. Those guys are not, from those guys shit. are not your friends. The fucking pharmaceuticals companies are the worst drug pushers of of, of anybody. But everyone knows this. But the, the profit motive and the fucking conflict of interest with American health is obviously laid bare to the public. Like they, they are invested in getting everyone hooked on heroin. Oh no, no, and they're invested in keeping everyone sick, and it's yeah. it's it, it's and a diabetic racket. and yeah. shit. It's a racket. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, a racket. come on, man. It's uh, it is weird because it is in such in plain view. But I think the crazy thing is that how they've normalized it is the wildest thing. I just uh, I refuse it. to let that shit be normalized in my life, but you know, I'm I agree. It's a s- society, obviously. Society yeah. society fucking normalizes this shit all the time. And it, and you shouldn't because it's malevolent. It's evil. It's only like you know, like few and far between you get a couple like scapegoats like fucking Wells Fargo somebody gets caught doing something like brazenly illegal, but most of the shit that they're doing is brazenly ethically bad for oh, yeah. everybody. Of course. Because they have fucking profit motives otherwise. That's why you have laws so that shit doesn't happen, but pff, who cares about that? It's going to be a big sell-off. We'll see. I'm I'm hoping like too, we don't sell, like, let's say the Grand Canyon or National Monuments or anything. Like all this infrastructure shit that Trump's proposing, you know what his fucking setup for that is? He give, sells the land to somebody else that leases it back to the fucking government. So he's actively selling public works. And when they, they fix the thing, then they're, then we pay them the taxes, not the U.S. government, but it, it all gets siphoned off to private companies. Why is that a bad thing? Think about it, man. Uh, I, In yeah. Chicago, the, the company that uh, owns all the fucking pay, pay meters mm-hmm. is a Chinese company. So they no longer get the, the money that comes in from paying for being on the street. That's supposed to be going towards infrastructure. It goes to a private com- company. Yeah, it's supposed to be going towards keeping up the roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah of blood. course. But like, yeah. you know, it's not it's not happening. So, you know, this this whole infrastructure plan that is the thing that's well, I mean, one of many things to be terrified about. But that's a that's a fucking terrifying thing. Like he could sell, he could like sell the Golden Gate Bridge to somebody, and then th- we're just like always paying them. Like rather than the city, the state, like any of that stuff, like it's not like a public thing. It's like you have to pay to get across it now. As was, an example, it's just like a rough example. I was unaware of this agenda, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't put it past. That's the infrastructure project. That's why everyone should vote. No, all the Democrats should vote. No, fuck them. 
Wow, I'm gonna have uh, to nobody, do some more research on that. Nobody should. Nobody should should support that shit because that sounds horrible. Yep, that's what that's what not to do. Yeah, I mean, they the municipalities have been like selling stuff like that back, but it's not obviously a sustainable business model to run a municipality of any size. I mean, like the have you noticed how horrible the roads are here? The roads are horrible all over the United States of America. All, uh, yeah, California's got some ex- exquisitely bad roads. <laughs> like, But it's as a result of things like this, where it's like, you know, they buy the fucking parking meters. I don't know if it is here in San Francisco or not. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked. But they buy the fucking parking meters, <coughs> and then you're paying a private company that's just f- sitting there raking in money. It's like, par- like making a parking structure, like, you know. Yeah. It's a privatized it's, kind of. It's endeavor. privatized, yeah. and so you're like selling off parts of the city. You're selling off assets. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we sold the Presidio to Metallica or something. <laughs> you know, like Lars. They, they have some shit out there. They have Lars Monument Park. Yeah. That would suck. I ran into Lars once. <laughs> really? What, what was that? I ran into him at, at Taco Bell KFC. <laughs> Combination Taco Bell KFC. Totally. Yeah. The combination we, made my eyes bleed. We ch- we chatted about it. <laughs> uh, what was he ordering? Do you remember? He was like, I always get a twister, man. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I, I it's some like shake thing, I guess. Or like maybe it was I don't remember what it was, but he's like, I I get the twister. And as he was leaving, he's like, Hey man, be good. <laughs> Damn, you got blessed by the god. It was tight. The rock god. I went home and downloaded the entire catalog. <laughs> For free, Lars. Yeah. How you like me now, bitch? How you, how you like me now? No, I you know, I, I have paid I, I'm I'm a big fan of paying for music. You asked oh, yeah. you asked me to set this up like uh Spotify. On, on like Spotify, which I don't fuck with. Can I, you break that down because I'm curious. Cause uh I mean I don't fuck with it. Uh all my music no is fucks. on there. No fucks with that. Uh, but I just don't. I'm like one of those people that doesn't pay enough attention to that. And right. I assume that I mean, as 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 the fact that you fucking are owning a label, you definitely got to pay more attention. Dude, to Dude, you look but. at those sales statements and it's ludicrous. Yeah, it's ludicrous. How how do you manufacture getting someone to play something two hundred thousand times? And you know, I my math is pretty fucking low, like on the on the on the fly or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like two hundred bucks. I mean that's crazy. That's insane, yeah. You can't you can't do it. You can't do it that way. It's one of these things where they're like, "Oh yeah, this thing is new and convenient and check this out." And they fucking sell you something that is going to ruin the entire system. So, what do you think about And um, so now that's now that's the model. And so like mm-hmm. anything that's doing like streaming like that is like following that model and paying that or less which is egregious i think like title or something like that that i hear is like you know i don't think supposed to be more in the interest of the artist i understand that but they also seem pretty fucking tone deaf when they were rolling that out it just like seemed fucking strange the way they set it up and from what i understand from what i've heard about like the pay models and stuff it's not that much different i would figure it's not and i figure that because i know there's like in some Form of like, like, uh, like I'm not signed up. Jay, Jay, you can do better than that. Is what I'm saying. Come on, Hova. You, if we, if you want, if he really wanted, Hova, you want to really step up to the plate and do this shit. What I'm saying is, dude, one, they're not even paying integers, like, not even a penny a play. A penny a play would be like 
four hundred times. Yeah, it's like point zero zero one of a cent. It's point zero zero four. I think is what they pay really? per play. Damn. And one like, even talking about a penny a play is like, when you break art down like that, like yeah, it's ten when cents you, for when a you record. fucking sweat the shit off of this shit, like. And you work on something for all this time, and like they're like, for eternity, we can buy this now for not even a fucking cent. Yeah. Like, so my mental rule is just like, well, if you're not paying me at least a cent a play, I don't want to do it because yeah. I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. It's like, why? It's like you have to think about the next season, you have to think about the future. Like, so why would you do that? It's like, it's like if you only do tours where you don't get any money from the door you can't keep touring yeah yeah it's you, not so why would you set yourself up, up well, for that let's let's just so people people that if they want to hear music i mean my my thing and i would implore my fellow musicians and artists and people that do whatever they do if you care about your stuff don't sell it for too cheap yeah they're what they're offering you is not it's the same exposure shit that everyone fell prey to any pay for play scheme they're fucking gaming everybody man and fuck them yeah. Like that's bullshit. I think is it too much to pay two dollars for fucking Hey Jude? Like yeah, that true. we're already talking about like a fucking masterwork of a fucking pop song that is lightning in a bottle and or like fucking you know just any incredible song. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, two dollars. That's fucking crazy. I can't even pay that. That's I would prefer to pay ten dollars a month to be able to try a little bit of everything. Like. I'm sorry. That's just not how it works. Like well, it shouldn't be. I think that people should put up put up gates and barriers themselves. I just advocate for this on people's own behalf. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, to me, that's not that's not enough to pay me for what I do. So and like, I, I completely agree with that. I think I think and I, it's a political act, like utilizing and aiding and abetting something like that. Like, I'm sorry, your model sucks. Like, make it better, or I'm not going to use it. Yeah. It is, and you know, I think that people have definitely been standing against that. But I, I think that a lot of it comes down to is the consumer is just has no rapacious pigs understanding. You got just got to think to yourself, man. When you're buying something, like, am I supporting child labor? Like, you know, you you're like, it's it's important to ethically think about just where shit comes from. Like logically, you're like, okay, I you know, it, I know the world is like manufactured in all sorts of different places and assembled and blah 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 blah. But when you think about it, you're like, am I just ripping this off from somebody? Am I paying someone a fair price? Like, am I paying what this is worth? I always buy records from people at shows because that's what I think that the music is worth. You know what I mean? I agree with that. I'm not going to just go like try and fucking listen to it for free. But I also think that there's a a lot of people that are not involved with our particular vantage point. Now, it should be free. If they pay you too little, like here's here's what I, I I think streaming streaming is cool. Yeah, sure, shit, why not? That you can listen to stuff anywhere from all this myriad sources. Great, cool. It should be free, but if they pay me, I want them to pay me a decent rate because anytime someone pays you too little for something, they can ask you to do the same thing for the same amount of money later on. You'd probably be like, yeah, but you're still getting fucked. Totally. You see what I'm saying? I get it. No, I get it. I, so, I've, but I've if it's free, if it's free and it's just promotion, and we do this shit with SoundCloud, like, I don't, th- I don't think that there should be money passing hands. And you know, you can have buy links and like set it up so that you actually pay like a decent price. Cause like six, seven dollars for a record, like we're buying MP3s of shit. It's like, yeah, 
Dude, do it's it. It's like one drink at the bar. Less, you know than, less exactly. than that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. You know, I, I like to go out and support. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, just buy, buy the fucking record every once in a while. And if everybody did that, if everyone wasn't fucking just... I mean, it's, it's just gross, man. Like, you, you have to have it all. Like... The convenience shit is like gonna fucking get you in trouble, is what I'm saying. And if you don't, if you don't support artists and what they do, you won't have any artists, you know. And I agree with that, but I also think I guess I guess my like counterpoint to that, just to like kind of like speak to the, on the behalf of people that don't make music, you right. know what I'm saying, and don't have those experiences. Like right. I just don't think people think about it, so it is good to kind of have that out there. And when just you break like, it down like that, it costs two bucks to have fucking Hey Jude. Yeah. At most. $2. At most. Yeah. You know what I mean? The songs you listen to over and over again, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I'm disappointed with Apple and the way that iTunes has been running lately, too. Like, I'm pissed off about that. Has it you changed? Heard, well, no. Did you, they're, trying to inc- they're trying to incorporate all this shit into the cloud, right? And so this one producer was talking about it, and he's like, well, my iTunes library had these 24-bit all these 24-bit like high-res files, which running a record label that happens all the time because you're totally. listening to stuff and that's just what, how it is. Yeah, they upsampled the shit to the cloud, made it MP3s, lost the original files. Really? Not with him trying to do any of this. Did he upgrade? Was it during an upgrade or what? what he just like did a cloud. It doesn't. Thing or it something? doesn't yeah. matter. Okay. That shouldn't be able to happen. That shouldn't. But be it's able because to happen, they're yeah. trying to like store the shit on the cloud. I don't. I just don't like. Hmm. It, that's intrusive, that. and and it makes me like. I mean, I'm sorry if I sound like a crank, but I'm just like I'm pissed off about all this shit. Like that makes no fucking sense, man. Why would you do that? So I, I'm I'm oh, big because we're all gonna be the singularity's coming soon, man. Well, so I mean, really, <laughs> really, what I think it is is because the telecoms want you using your fucking phone for shit all the time. Why would you be sending like shit back and forth between a satellite if you could actually listen to a file that's sitting there? We can make files super small. We make the devices super small. Own the file. Own the file. Don't yeah. lease the fucking file. Don't beam any more of this shit into your head than you fucking have to. Like, the phone. I picked up the phone. Uh, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> because they're trying to fucking charge you more for data. They're they're trying to do this. They're trying to do, the, to do that. The fact of it is, is they can make more money off of it if you package it in with the shit. You have to resist. Curate your fucking collection. Own the files. Well, How hard is that? I mean, it's not. It's not, and and again, I, I just think most people just don't buy think that CDs. Way. Put them on your fucking computer. They're taking CD drives away. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Taking the USB don't drives they know out. The nineties are back. What dude? the fuck is wrong CDs with you are back, people? Dude, they're trying to. They're getting rid of the headphone jack. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's weird. No, it's net. It's unnecessarily it's, bad. It's so. Stupid, it's unnecessarily yeah. bad. But you know what? It's winter. Cheers to fucking that. <laughs> what are we listening to? Now? I think, uh... Hey, hey, let's take care of business right now. Let's do it. My man, Alex Cameron, coming hot out of fucking Australia. He was incredible both nights of those shows. I wish I, wish I would have seen it, man. He, the, yeah, this, people have been talking about him all, when I was all over Europe. Like he is something. So he is something else. And ever since I've heard this shit, it's been like a steady... It's been on a steady rotation in my life. And... I I just really feel it, and it's dance it's dancing music. But this one, this one is like he he closes the shows with this at least the two that I saw, and like 
this song is haunting, man. It, it really is, man. I uh, let's check it out, then we'll uh, let's take care of business. Let's take this little TCB for y'all out there with uh, Alex Cameron. When I got home from time abroad, she looked at me with eyes as if
So that was uh, Alex Cameron taking care of business from his Jumping the Shark record. I ain't nothing that I wanted to be. It's that's beautiful like, stuff, man. That's like one of my favorite lines like of music. <laughs> what really gets me is like, and, and I, I was just introduced to this guy. Actually, I think the first time I heard it is when you sent this song, but I had heard about him. I know. And so, like, for me. For the first time to hear it, uh, I would love to not have heard it so I could hear it again for the first time because it was just like, whoa, <laughs> right yeah, no, away. No. What gets me is the minimalism of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like like we were saying, kind of like that it encompasses this smoky lounge singer, like, Ooh. dude, that's like probably been drinking whiskey and Coke for like too, lo- too many years. And like he had a lot of deals to make, man. He's like he's he's like a hustler and a rustler and like a, in a classic american sort of sense too even his though he's suit Australian. always smells like tobacco or something well you know, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the he that's actually, the he smells pretty good man i was like hovering <laughs> i was I'm talking about archetypes here man but yeah he he's uh he, he's a class he's a class motherfucker man yeah it's and really cool man they tore they were ta- telling this story about touring in a fucking 88 cadillac and stuff like I mean, so his, he's kind of living. He's his, living the dream. His dispatches from the road, like it, you should follow him on Facebook because his Facebook posts are like fucking two page, three pages long each time. They're really great, and he's it's just like just r- in depth, riff, like riffing on existence. But I mean, his his voice is so like well developed. It's really cool. It is cool, man. And and so like his band before this, the um, CK. CK, yeah, like I, I kind of checked them out too, and it was, it's definitely more of like a, like a dancey kind of like, yeah, it's, it's a, a little a, off the wall, like yeah. a little weird, like in terms of like it's a sound, it got some weird sounds and stuff, uh, but and it, and it seems realized and cool, but like this just grabs it's, me so much yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's he's something else, man. It's it's pretty. It's been really cool watching him play. Is he doing any more shows with the OCs on this tour? Uh no, well the OC store is over. Oh, that was at the end. Yeah, and I think he, I think he's playing in LA. They're they're gonna be down in LA, I think. So. Okay, cool. But he's from Australia, right? He's from Australia. Oh, yeah, cool. I think from Sydney, and I think they may be living in Melbourne now. I'm not. I actually didn't ask. Okay. Yeah, interesting stuff, man. And yeah, it just it just harkens to that archetype of the lounge singer, like dude. Well, he's the like lonely. A, the he's lonely like a man, singer. one man against the world, and sometimes he's got a sax. <laughs> the dude backs him up, you know. Like oh, word. But he likes. Roy, does he just Roy's a Roy's a cool mother, a cool cu- cucumber man? But how like, does uh, he uh, how does he rock his live set? Does he have like a drum machine and a, like a little keyboard, oh, he, or does he just no, play the not, tracks? Yeah, he's not playing. He's he's all singing and dancing, man. He's a song and dance man. Cool. So like and, he's and, got like and Roy. Roy waits. Here you go. And well, I'm uh, you know right. going. And then uh, comes up for a couple solos on the sax that go with the thing. Just like kind of casually walk all the up. all the like guitar solos and stuff from the record are like sounded kind of like you know he it's amazing I mean they he really That's cool he really captivated captivated uh, the chapel like the yeah. last two nights it was pretty it was pretty oh, magical that's great man I'm gonna have to check him out um so yeah let's see we got only a couple more let's 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 funk with a little uh ant whistle did you, did you ever listen to any of john Entwistle's solo records before the smash your head against the wall record yeah. i knew because i would always see it in record stores and be like ah. and be like that looks i thought it was like a weird like 
heavy psych record or something like right. that. And so I'd put it on and I'd be like, well, this is cool, but it's not really what I expected from the cover. So I never bought it. Right. Um, but this track. Dude, one. Blew <laughs> this, my head. This tra- One, this track, if I was ever a baseball player and I had a walk-up song, I would want it to be this song because <laughs> this song fucking rips out the gate. But like his solo stuff is really kind of funny because like he has kind of this terrible sense of humor that is like fully on display for most of the tracks this mm-hmm. one is not like it was overt as some of the other ones where he's like talking about being a peeping tom and like he's like i'm just window shopping but like the arrangements and shit are like super awesome oh that's so that's who uh uh sid barrett was talking about what's the what's what? the song what do you mean? they have about the, <laughs> they have a there's an early pink floyd song about a peeping tom oh um I see emily play <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, no, but, right, uh, no. It's, <laughs> <I can't>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, he's the dude. He steals panties from the. He, that's oh, what yeah. his thing. He like goes up. He's and steals. a panty sniffer. That yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a dirty bastard. He, he's such a mean old man. <laughs> um, yeah, but John Entwistle solo stuff. My buddy Shallow P, who's done artwork for a couple of Castle Face records. Uh, he did. He did. Uh, when really psycho like oc's record that we did it was silver black and white like printed but it like looks like a comic book it's like this these muscles he's an insane artist Whoa. but uh what's I'm his hung- name shallow shallow s-h-a-l-o-p he sounds like ben- a rapper penuela <laughs> he's from miami That's he's a good alias he's awesome. that's a good name yeah, yeah, yeah no he's he's a he's a deep shallow he's a he's a way deep dude um, but like we ha- we hang out occasionally and we were hanging out and uh, just chatting about records and shit and uh, he was like, dude, these John Entwistle records are totally awesome and I was like, what? <laughs> this is fucking insane. All I didn't the- even know he had a solo career. Yeah, he did like two or three. I don't have Bang Your Head Against the Wall. I've heard it once or twice, but like this, the second one, which I guess like fell with even more of like a critical thud. Like I don't think he ever toured with it. I'm not really sure, but like the fucking drumming is excellent. Like the acoustic guitars oh, on the everything. Horn arrangements the on horn this arrangements track on this track are bananas. bananas. Like it sounds like uh, it sounds like uh, you ever listen to the Budos band at all? Uh uh-uh. uh. They were like they're down with like the Daptone records and stuff, but oh, it's their like awesome. heavy funk band. Oh hell yeah! And they got really like you this could. Is, yeah. It's like they took these horn arrangements. Yeah, but, uh, let's listen to. I want to bang that track. Let's move. So this is uh, John Entwistle with I Wonder.
The arrangement of the song is crazy. Yeah. Like the horn section, it's like infectious. Like I can't. I it's couldn't superhero get it out music, of my mind. dude. Superhero music. You're just like fucking blazing through the sky, like flying like Superman. Guess who's fucking here, motherfucker? <laughs> you know, it's so good. That's some entrance music oh, right dude, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kicking the MLB, door. I'm letting you know now you can get that shit queued up for me on arrival. Bum, 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 bum. Pow! Kick that motherfucker in. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, and it's like, wonder what would happen at the sky. I'm like, this one's like innocuous as far as the lyrics, but some of the other ones are. I mean, there's a good one, like, there's a good one about suicide, but I mean, they're all like super dark and like. Like mm-hmm. unpleasant subjects yeah, that he yeah, just yeah. takes this special relish about singing like this because he's like, Well, fuck you if you don't like it. Like, he had a really dark and like mean sense of humor, yeah, yeah, of. yeah, totally. It's uh, I mean, dude, John Entwistle, RIP, he went out, what was it, doing cocaine in a fucking hotel room with a hooker on tour? Did he? Yeah, I thought so. I didn't know that. <laughs> Got to represent that. I That's mean, a good way to go. If you're going to go. The Ox gave us a lot, man. The Ox is underappreciated. <laughs> I, I fuck with that, like, the early Who stuff a lot, but, like, this the, this record's, like, this weird gem. And there's a lot, I think there's a lot to like about it, a lot to learn from it. But Yeah. I never, I mean, I never got into uh, any of the stuff kind of post Who, really. Like, um, yeah, I'm like, uh, I haven't really listened to Townsend's solo stuff. There's, uh, a, there's one, or, I mean, there's one, or two, there's like a single on the radio, right? Doesn't he have that one single that, if I could open the door, isn't that him? That one? that's Pete Townsend. I don't know. We could look it up, but that's for yeah. lazy minds. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, go check your record collection. I had a, one of his, it was like a compilation of, it's like early solo demos and stuff like that or something like that. That was pretty cool. Cool. Um, I never, man, you know, like. The early Who stuff was cool, but once it got into that Tommy shit, <laughs> I like, mean, I they, was, they I, they blew it on a lot of levels, but they were pretty fun to watch on some on even through some of that cheesy shit because they were like weird yeah. celebrities. So they, it's like Keith Moon's at the party. Like I like that idea. Well, like yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the cool. Moon, dude. Yeah. The Moon was a fucking beast, man. I would love to hang out with that guy. He's definitely the coolest one. Oh, in for my sure. Book. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but like you know, you can't you can't deny like you know. He, Pete Townsend maybe seems like a prick, but I like power to him. <laughs> like, well, I mean, even he's... not all the ideas like landed as well as some of them, but like the dude was super prolific and has always 
He's obviously just cranking it out, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it would we we wouldn't be here where we are without that shit. And, and totally, I can, and I can give props to that. But it was, it I'm was a ba- I, I should talk the Stones a bunch too. I'm like, seventies, you guys like took your eyes off the ball. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Seventy Stones is like the best shit. There, well, I mean, there's there were periods periods of blackouts. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So even into the eighties, though, man. Like, there's I'm, some, there's yeah. some really good shit. There's some really good shit. But like a lot of that shit's fluffer, man. A lot, a lot of that shit's filler. First Stones record's pretty good though, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> see, I like uh, like like some girls is my shit, and then um, I, I was like, go ahead, soup. I was such a fucking like hater though for so long. I've only recently gotten into the Stones because like I'm just like these guys aren't as good as the Beatles. What are you guys even talking about? But of course, yeah, it's they're different. better than the it's, Beatles. It's, music. it's like dancing music. It's different. It's a different thing. It is a completely different thing. And that's I I was my dad was always like, Exile on Main Street. Sticky fingers, all that stuff. Yeah. Like he was always playing that when I was younger, and I was like, "These guys just want to be like country musicians." And yeah. Like, and then, and it was, it was like, I'm once not I, so, I'm not. I mean, Exile Main Street's got some nice parts to it, but it's like, dude, come on, you guys are getting lazy out here. It's a drug mess. It's, it's a just drug a drug mess. mess. But that's fucking. I do? love a good drug mess, man. Good, good drug mess record. Yeah, yeah there's nothing sure wrong enough, with sure that. Enough. But uh, but man, yeah, but this track is like. This, and this is, a, I think this goes back to what we were talking about uh, earlier with, you know, all the bands that are, that from the, like, the kind of, like, you know, a few years ago, punk scene, whatever, they're now kind of evolving into these new right. directions, and they're getting, like, more, uh, like, the work is just getting better. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of cool seeing that, like, from the 60s, it's, it's, like, almost this parallel of, like, it's just, it's just musicianship like growing it's just growth you're just witnessing growth like right. in retrospect we can see this something like that coming from like something that like you know an early who thing where they're just banging and clanging around or something and then the what, but what a clang what a clang but what a, a mighty clang <laughs> i mean exactly. it's just, it's just, there's like a platonic ideal of the who too that maybe they didn't always live up to like they had a lot of filler that's yeah, kind of what I was true. getting at with yeah. the Stones. I was well, like, they all did. They, they had to make fucking records. They, had, they made a they ton of records. They had to records, keep, it, keep it going. Yeah. yeah, I say I'll kill no filler though, yeah. man. Try at least. <laughs> hey, some of those B sides still rock though. I know. Well, and sometimes people just don't like. You know, there'll be like the B side that you're like, "This is the best song on the record. Why didn't you put this on there?" And they're yeah. like, "Yeah, oh, well, didn't fit the fuck thing." Blah blah blah. Dude, have you ever listened to any of uh, like the later Donovan stuff where he does like uh, where he plays with Jeff Beck's band? It sounds awesome. Like it's like it's not as heavy as that, but it's like it's more rocking, like mid tempo, like heavy yeah. drums and like and rhythm section and stuff like that. And it's like it's pretty goddamn good, man. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'll send you a link to to my jam that Killer, I that I just yeah. recently discovered that I was really into. The fucking jams, dude. What do we got here? So we got uh. We got some uh, John Mouse left and fucking uh, obviously the closer. The closer. Yeah, I think closer. that's it. Okay, well, let's talk about John Mouse. I didn't, uh, I, I never, uh, I'd never heard of this guy before. I have only heard about him through through a friend of mine, Marcella. I'll call call her out. She knows what she's talking Give about. Give her props, dude. Give her props. Shout to Marcella. out, Marcella. Well, I was, I, I was like, you gotta hear this Alex Cameron guy, cause like it was, I was telling everybody, mm-hmm. just got a shout out from the rooftops, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, fucking, she was like, oh, he totally reminds me of John Mouse. And I was like, John Mouse. And she was like, "Yeah, you like played with Ariel Pink at at some points, but he there's there's some like uh, crosstalk there." And this record, uh, we must be the pitiless censors of ourselves. I think we must become the pitiless censors of ourselves. Ah, man, I was close. That was good. Yeah, 
That's um, quite a title. Yeah, quite a title. And there's some really good stuff on here, including Cop Killer. Didn't, I was going to put that one on here. It's like, uh, you know. The, uh, the uh, what was Ice T's? What was Ice T's? Remember uh, his hardcore band? Um, oh, yeah. W- was it for Judgment Night? <laughs> no. But that Judgment Night soundtrack is one of my favorite records ever made. <laughs> Dude, I love rap rock when uh, it's done yeah, right. Yeah, and that's that's it. that's the beast. It spawned a thousand. Like, <laughs> Oh, it's a horrible. It's horrible what became. I know, but Judgment Night, dude, we dude. will always have Judgment Night. <laughs> De La Soul, De La Soul with Teenage Fan Club, the track oh, they man. do on that. I gotta record. revisit that shit. That track, uh, I can't remember what the name of the track is, but it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Wasn't fucking Sonic Youth on that? There was like yeah, all Sonic sorts Youth and um, Sonic Youth and Run DMC was it? I can't remember. Or who not, was uh, they had they had buddies. I think it was like there was like Dell the Funky Homo Sapien with like Dinosaur Junior or some <laughs> shit. Like all these like Helmet with like fucking Cypress Hill or some shit. Like all these crazy combos. Who dude. gets rage? No one wants rage. Yeah, I think this was this no, is Proto pre- Rage. Proto Rage. Proto Rage. Yeah, there was no rage. Yeah, this there was plenty of rage though. No, but there's actually I gotta a couple revisit good that tracks, shit, man. It's man. been too long. It's there's a there's a couple really bad ones, but <laughs> the ones that are good are really good. Yeah, the De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club is being number one. Killer. Um, but yeah, rather than Cop Killer, which is another excellent track by John Mouse that has like a pretty cool groove, this is like this sort of like this one's at the end of the record and it feels very magical. I don't know. It's it. I feel like it. it uh, suits suits the season more let's uh yeah let's body count was the name of uh, (laughs) body count they had that song cop killer that was oh uh, nice yeah Yeah. did they run afoul of like tipper gore or somebody oh yeah they were all over it all right let's hear uh let's hear john mouse believer yeah this is a good one from 2011 i think it's an older track yeah a little bit of an older track
Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna edit a little bit of it, but for the most part, I'm probably just gonna fucking let it roll. Cool. Sounds yeah. good to me. I kind of like podcasts like that when they're just having a conversation. All the like. It's like I like podcasts like I like music with all the mistakes and shit in it and all yeah. the <laughs> keep it raw baby. Yeah. But no, that was a that's a dope track from uh John, John Mouse. Mouse Believer off the uh what the hell's the name of that goddamn record? Just the record We must name. become the pitiless censors of ourselves. Thank you. It's got a lighthouse on the cover like it's peering through a dark fog and most of it's actually way darker than that. That's, That's a, sort still of like a pretty, the reprieve, but it's really? pretty dark. That's yeah. a pretty fucking dark. Cop killer, let's kill a cop tonight. <laughs> that's the fucking, that's the chorus of the other song. It's so good. That's great. So yeah, he that, that record definitely merits a listen if you are unaware. I'll check it out. Is it all kind of that like, is it all sound like it's kind of like, that really heavy kind of reverbed out kind of like there's, lost in there's the some fog. of that that one that one's pretty extreme on it but like uh yeah it's a pretty wild record and he has he's very he has strange ways of getting around songs yeah. that one's it's actually pre- that one's actually pretty straightforward compared to like some of the other ones like, oh cool yeah like, i like cool uh, like, I like the weird shit cool yeah. like drum machine fills and stuff you know <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm into gotta it love that. i'm into it yeah i love that dude <laughs> and you know like, set that I sequencer got, up eight bars it better dude <laughs> i'm about i'm about to be back on the grid dude i'm going back yeah i'm getting i'm getting midi i mean it's I'm gonna I'm gonna grid some shit out in a second. I'm yeah, looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm missing my that Freiburg record, bro. Yeah, dude. Uh, I I should show you I should show you some shit, man. I got you should. I got some uh, funny some funny tracks. I wouldn't want to put one on here because they're usually like 10, 20 minutes long. You know? That's yeah. <laughs> but uh, next time. Next time. So, yeah, I think to to if we're gonna go out on Let's a good note. One of my favorite records that I listen to more than anything is this live Sam Cooke record. And there's two like that were put out as records and one's at the Copacabana mm-hmm. and this one's at the Square Club or something. The I think. Live at Harlem Square, which was Harlem actually Square. in Miami. Oh shit, I didn't even know that. I didn't that. know that either until I just uh, did a little research. One, uh, one way or another, well one, the records couldn't be v- more different because mm-hmm. it's like... It's it's obviously a white crowd and a black crowd, and the totally. black crowd sounds. I mean, it's, it's just joy. It's so much better. <laughs> like he sounds like he's like playing in. It, it's like a musical theater at like the Copacabana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he's like joking with everybody. It's like it's cool, but like this shit is like so raw, and like you can hear the crowd like losing their minds. Oh yeah, losing their minds. And just like didn't... crying and clapping along, and like everyone singing back and forth, and it's just like the whole record. Sometimes when I get bummed out i'm like i just need i listen to the whole record the whole way through the guy comes out he introduces him the guy comes back at the end he's like that's sam cooking and it's like it's just like this beautiful 45 minutes of just cooking man it must have been so much fun yeah he's definitely sam cooking on this he's sam cooking and he just burns it down man his voice is so on point like he just has everybody like on the tip of his fingers and it's just a beautiful a beautiful thing and so this song we're doing bring br- it on home to me i mean you gotta close it out with that it's one. A, it's a good one there's another one well the very last one is uh having a party and he talks about he's like he's like all right now i gotta go <laughs> but when i i want you to go home and keep on having that party <laughs> I want, tomorrow i want you to keep on having that party i have to go now but 
You keep it. You, you keep, keep that party, party going. And we're having a party. Everybody's singing. Like the song is so fucking sweet. Like yeah. So uh, he's a beast, man. He's a total beast in this, and it's I. I couldn't. I could not put this one on. So. Well, they yeah, and and another crazy thing about this is it didn't get released till like eighty five. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because yeah. the the record label apparently didn't. Was it too black? It was too black. Yeah, that's what makes it so good. It's you know what's funny, man. Like I'll uh I hang around with uh Dick from Rookie Ricardo's. I mm-hmm. used to work there, so like I hang out with him a lot, and he was around like the Bay Area in the sixties, seventies, like in black clubs frequently right, frequently right. like uh when he was younger and he was like he was like man like you know like what you would see in these in the clubs like the vibe that was there was just something that was just so different you know and like yeah. you know and and obviously there was the, the time of segregation and all this Completely. stuff and all this bullshit that like he was like there was just something special in these places and and it's uh it sounds I, like they know how to have a good time. Yeah, and I think that you can kind of hear this on this record. And, it's and the just shame, joyous. Like, the shame of, like, wanting to, like, suppress that for this fucking bull. It's so awful. It's fucking heartbreaking. It's fucking awful. But, and they, there's plenty of tears with Sam Cooke's story, but, like. Yeah, totally. Uh, this song's beautiful. It is, man. And and I think it's a good one to go out on. Started on a negative note, and we're and we're finishing it on a, on a positive note with Sam Cooke. Bring it on home. Man, to me. Don't forget romance. Don't forget dancing, man. You can dance during wartime. Because 2017 is going to be a good year, depending yeah. on how bad it's going to be. It might It might just be that we're all in for a horror show. I think that we're going to make it through, though. You know? Somebody have mercy on me. Somebody have mercy on me right now. Begin to feel alright now. Lord have mercy. I said I begin to feel alright now. I feel I can tell you about my baby right now. <laughs> I said I feel you in a mood for me to tell you about my baby right now. Sometimes me and my baby, we fuss and fight. And my baby leave home, cause things ain't right. <laughs> oh, but I get the feeling So all alone And I call my baby On the telephone I finally get somebody on the telephone And I say, who is this? Somebody said, this is the operator I said, I don't want you, operator I want my baby baby on the telephone and children the minute I hear my baby say hello something start to move down inside now say I got a message for you honey I want to tell you that darling you Set me. Oh, 
listen to some of the like studio records and they're cool but it's like there's so many like hokey like add-ons and weird like white like backup singers and it's like yeah, just yeah. just it's like disneylandy kind of shit but like his shit like that live record is fucking incredible all the way through like well that's what it was for me is hearing that record oh like, my god like the one with the symphony where or with, or with like the lounge like sort of orchestra so to speak where, where he's like mostly singing with the strings and it's kind of jazzy mm-hmm. that one's pretty good too but well, like it's all good it's, it's all just... good but it's like the the hokey accoutrements like completely take away from <laughs> this obviously powerful fucking thing and i mean i think that was the whole thing with 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 like black music in in the 50s and 60s right. is that's it was like and it, it, you know it's kind of was like 
Barry Gordy had the idea. He was like, you know, we'll put some string arrangements on here. We'll get we'll get it to a wider audience. A wider, a wider exactly. audience. And and that's great <laughs> because it introduced that and you know helped to kind of normalize these totally. things and like you know like I mean for sh- for sure. And, and but you hear that shit. His, and his, the what what's at the center of it is his beautiful voice, his beautiful phrasing. Like as a singer, like he's just such. And there's, even there's as so harsh much, as it is, you know, like sometimes, but it's like, yeah, because he's like, oh, he's been on tour or yeah, something. He's, yelling, he's like, man, he's, he's yelling, it, he's like in it, and he's like shouting people down and stuff. He's like, I gotta tell you this, like it's yeah. fucking great. But like, I yeah, it, there's so sweetness and and uh, there's a there's a heart to it that I do, that shows all the time. It's just when you get to hear this, it's like so incredible uh, to be at one of those shows. Must have been like ecstasy. Oh man, I can't even imagine. And yeah, that's what it was when I was like, I was telling you earlier, like Sam Cooke was not my jam, right? But then I heard this record, like you know years ago and then i was just like oh wait and then went back and now i think then too i just wanted more aggressive music totally (laughs) and and now like i can like be better with like more mellow music and like or or like aggressive music when i want it or like you know like mellow music when i want it but still being able to just understand a little more and be like oh okay i get why i was so fucking stupid yeah (laughs) like what am i talking about yeah but yeah man that's a that's a killer song i think it's a good one to uh to go out on so cool, man. matt jones thank you so much thanks. for uh coming through thanks for having me man this is going to be the first podcast of 2017 we're bringing it back elevated transmissions with your boy i love her stay and elevated exactly elevated elevated brother <laughs> i'm gonna be elevated in a few months man it's looking like so la darth vader you mean fuck yeah man <laughs> so uh we'll see you guys next time and peace thanks for listening so yeah, that was Matt Jones of Castle Face Records. Um, really stoked that he stopped by. I've been a fan of the label for a long time, and uh, he's a uh, he's a cool dude. Uh, I'm glad I got to talk with him and listen to some of the jams that he had prepared for us today. I hope you guys liked them too. Um, I hope you liked the new format of the podcast. If you've listened before. Uh, thank you so much for checking it out. I know last year was a little slow, but um, we're getting it back on track and hoping to continue to do these for quite some time because I really enjoy just sitting around learning about music and uh, it's super fun. Uh, if you're a new listener, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit through this. I hope you learned some new music or just got to vibe out to some stuff that you enjoyed already uh and hear us talk some shit and ramble on about our love for this beautiful thing that we call musical expression so uh once again this is al lover signing off for elevated transmissions podcast thanks so much guys peace